time. <laughs> Craig here. Good morning. Rainbow Radio live from Laguna Beach on a, a rainy Saturday morning. Can't help it. <laughs> Got up this morning and uh, 54 degrees and rainy. Uh, unusual for us here in the, in the, like that song says, never rains in Southern California. Well, I got news for you. <laughs> 70, 70 degrees should be the high today. And we, in the 10-day weather forecast, and we expect that it will go through the week uh, with a little more rain Monday, Tuesday, and then sunny uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we have tsunami warnings. I have to give every 15 minutes. It says, tsunami advisory in effect in Laguna Beach and in Orange County area uh, along the boardwalk and beaches are closed until further notice. So it's definitely not a beach day today in Laguna Beach. Um, you probably need to run away to in inland towards Chicago to get away from it. Stay out of the ocean due to, to tsunami waves approximately one to two, one to two feet. Hmm. Well, you can't be too cautious, I guess. I shouldn't make fun of it. It's serious. Do, uh, do not go to, the, uh, to watch. And stay tuned to KXFM for further updates as they become available. So, um well, I'm not sure if you're going to want to run here. It's 20 degrees and snowing. Oh, no. <laughs> well, um, I I prefer 70 degrees and uh, a little bit of rain, Alex. Alex is back, and he has got me a new some new in music uh, for this week, a new entertainer, a transgender person I, I, I see from the information. Yes, the um, as of last Sunday, I believe, the first um, transgender actor actress to win a golden globe award yeah amazing how about that what else can you tell us about her <laughs> uh yeah so um her name is michaela j rodriguez or that's her like stage name her state vocal name i think she acts under mj rodriguez um she is one of the stars in the hit show pose along with billy porter um it is it its third and final season just premiered um, a few months ago. I am unfortunately behind, um, but it has been a kind of runaway uh, queer hit. It's if you've seen the movie um, Paris is Burning, a queer essential. Um, it kind of follows that same storyline of the underground um, Harlem drag ball culture and the families and the houses that develop and that kind of dynamic. Um, she's an incredible actress with an incredible voice. Um, she also starred as Audrey in um, Little Shop of Horrors at the Pasadena Playhouse um, right before COVID. Um, and then an amazing production of that. Is she a West Coast person? I am not sure, to be honest. I should have done a little more research if I knew you were going to put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very good at that. On the silver screen, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. She was involved with that, too. Oh. Is that what it says? But, uh, um, 
Yeah, she's Lisa been working. When she became the first openly transgender performer to be nominated for the lead acting Emmy in a full-length series and award she ultimately did not win. In 2018, an uh, interview in NPR, Rodriguez described her character as a rambunctious, very, very nurturing, compassionate, and a little bit hard-headed, but ambitious spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, Blanca Evangelista, that's her character's name. Um, oh. Well, she's very, she looks a bit Cher-ish. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. I, I, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, they were talking about that this week. Well, she has a song that was released, I think, a couple months ago. It's called uh, Something to Say. What do you say we give it a listen? I say that's a great idea. (laughs) Great video goes with it, too.
to get every little last bit of that song in there. Um, and that was Something to Say by Mahalia. What's her? Uh, Michaela J. Michaela J. MJ Rodriguez. I always want to say hey because it's J. Hey, A E. Michaela. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, that's not right either. <laughs> Can't help but put you in a good mood in the morning, though. What a fun upbeat. Get up and get 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 going. I first of all, I, I did I failed to announce my uh, usual usual intro, and that is a thank you to Mike Johnson and Chris Tibbet for uh, Compass Realty and supporting KXFM one hundred four point seven radio, and uh, specifically um, this uh, program Rainbow Radio. We're here every Saturday, as uh, I like to say, and and um, we go over all of uh, LGBTQ news uh, and information on a global level and on a local level. And on a local level, um, Laguna Beach Pride is working on uh, their schedule for 2022. Boy, does that, I just never, I never thought I'd be saying 2022 seems like it was a distant thing, but especially when I remember when it was the year 2000, I thought, wow. 2000 now it's 2022 mm. anyway i digress but uh it's uh for 2022 we were hopeful that by summer that uh, some of the uh this latest covid uh oh man uh, has kind of uh, waned away with all the vaccinations that are getting done and more testing that's getting done and more uh serious more the more seriously it seems to be being taken I hope it is mitigated to the end, to its bitter end. Um, we can be hopeful, can't we, Alex? <laughs> yes, we can be very hopeful. Yeah. And um, so with that, uh, Laguna Beach Pride is planning uh, in February a beach bonfire. We used to do them all the time. The nice thing is outdoors. And uh, if you're um, COVID concerned, you can wear a mask. But the nice thing, again, it's outdoors and you can do safe distance and and do a weenie roast and enjoy the sunset and uh, see, meet and greet friends, old friends, new friends at the beach. And hopefully there's no tsunami warnings like today. And I did just recently get an update on the tsunami that it's just, it's still status quo. Uh, just uh, uh, the, the beaches are still closed in Laguna uh, until further notice. And as soon as they are uh, open, we will um get the notice out here on KXFM being a community radio station. We like to keep the community informed as much as possible. Um, and with that from uh, the radio station being a part of uh, what's good and what's wonderful in Laguna Beach. So stay out of the ocean due to tsunami waves approximately one to two feet. Do not go down to watch. Um, until it passes, it's really not the safest place to be. That's the news, all the news that's uh, that we need to worry about. Okay, um, let's just dive right into On This Day in History. How about that, Alex? It sounds good. <laughs> so uh, it was, a, we did have some good history as I, as I perused it yesterday evening, as I usually do. Um, uh, and there was one, well, let me find what, this is not On This Day in History. It's a fun story. Um, that I, I found interesting uh, because it was a gay teen shares his biggest challenge in school. So there's a, a in New York, in Tully, New York, okay, in, in, in high school, Tyler Johnson, he's 17 years old, right? 
he was selected as uh, for the senior spotlight as a school newspaper. And uh, as school newspapers do, they try to ask some provocative questions and they try to get some candid responses and put them, publish them for all the students to, you know, share. Well, uh, Tyler had several, uh, had to answer several questions. One asked about his biggest challenge and how he'd overcome it. Mm. Johnson, a senior at Tully High School, answered honestly. That's a good thing to do, I think. Um, don't you agree? Uh, Alex, let's see. For him, the challenge was growing up gay and overcoming bullying in life. That was probably a lot of young gay people's challenges at school. Mm -hmm. And that answer didn't go well. No, totally the school, the totally school district administration said Jonathan, uh, Johnson says the high school principal, Mike O'Brien, called him into the office last Thursday to tell him he had to rewrite his statement or it would be excluded. Why? Johnson's answer violated district policy, which stated that religion, sexual orientation, and illegal drugs. Isn't that interesting that sexual orientation is, is tossed right in with uh, illegal drugs and religion as um, verboten? verbode or whatever not something you want to talk about uh couldn't be included in the school newsletter letter <coughs> excuse me the student says he was told the teen responded by saying then he didn't want that he didn't want to be included in the newsletter at all oh so this is where i'm going with this whole story uh there's a wonderful if you have a chance if you there's a News, there is a magazine out. It's been around forever and ever. And like many of the magazines have kind of faded away, it's still there. And it's called GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly. It started out as a quarterly magazine and it became a monthly. And I think it's actually only 10 months out of the year. But Gentleman's Quarterly, and it's kind of reinvented itself. And they got a new editor and he wrote an article about the magazine. <coughs> a very insightful article, I think. And what he wrote was about the power of uh, business people, the power of politicians, and the power of uh, whether they're a talk, uh, whether they're dictatorships or whether they're democracies or whatever. There's power in politics, and there's power in businesses, and it's everywhere. But there's this new thing called social media that has also uh, expressed a lot of power lately. And that power can balance, be a strong and powerful balance against other of the regular powers that we've we've uh, had in our culture for decades upon decades upon centuries upon centuries and thousands of years. And I never kind of thought of it like that. I always thought, oh, social media, it's just kind of a pain in the ass and it's nice to communicate, but... When Tyler wanted to communicate his power uh, of what happened to him, he had a voice, and social media has given him that voice. Now, it's not to say everything on social media gives a good voice because it can also give uh, way to a lot of propaganda and, and misinformation. But if you look at it from the positive side, it, I think that social media can um, bring forth a lot of good things uh, in a way that, a balance um, balance things out. Like when someone has some very 
misbehaves very well or, or there's some injustices, um, social media can uh, balance the power out in a way that we couldn't have seen a few years ago or a few decades ago. Right. And, and for that, you have to say, well, yeah, it can also be used, uh, unfortunately, in, in bad ways. But let's just say, on some level, there is some goodness to it. And Tyler used it to his advantage in a, in a very honorable way. And it's nice to see that it can be used in a good way. Um, so let's finish this story real quick. Instead, the teen took his experience to social media. Uh, to move to move that um, a move that attracted support and attention from national media and community members by Sunday, Tolly Superintendent Robert Hughes reversed his editorial decision and pledged to publish Johnson's original answers. How about that? Oh, but Johnson says that's not enough. <laughs> I knew that this was happening to other people, he said. I wanted everyone to know how unacceptable this is. The school needs to be held accountable. Johnson said what happened to him highlights what's happening to other gay teens, and that's why it struck a chord. He's now calling on both Hughes and O'Brien to step down. Oh, my. Well, the school uh, district held an emergency school board meeting Monday night and discussed the matter in closed-door session. About 40 supporters stood with Johnson uh, out in the cold while the school board met and then called on the superintendent and principal to resign. Hughes said uh, he updated the board on the incident and had it had to be done in an executive session because they were discussing an individual student. Hughes told uh, Syracuse.com, the Post Standard Tuesday uh, morning, that he made the decision and he said it was the wrong one. He told the principal to communicate it to the student and quickly realized he'd made a wrong call. He said that he wanted to stay neutral in the newsletter, which goes out to the entire community, and there's no policy prohibiting what is written in the publication, and there is no written policy. So he lied. Oh, wow. He lied to the student. That's not good. My intent wasn't to make anyone upset, he said. We are a small school district yeah, and a community, and we want to include and embrace everyone. If someone doesn't feel like we're doing that, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I if you have a uh, grab the latest issue of uh, GQ. Uh, and, and, yeah, and in the GQ, who's on the cover? Little Nass. Oh, wow. And he's given... Uh, award they give man of the year and the editorial on it on him is that he is a very powerful and positive uh role model uh and uh, there's also sports figures it's very well balanced it's not um it's not gay leaning it's not straight leaning it's uh, it's not sports or or fashion they're all rolled it's all rolled together and and the editorial um part of it is really well worth the read. It's only one page. It's, you know, maybe takes three minutes to read it. Uh, but it, it, it opened up my eyes to a whole new perspective about what the uh, social media can do. And um, I, I always like to look at social media, not for necessarily what it features, but how many people are reading it. And if you look at a, a, a good, I don't know, a, a heartstring story that tells uh, something that that's compassionate and, and caring and thoughtful. And you see 40 million hits 
you got to say there's probably some nice people out there that appreciate it. You see something that's mean and mean spirited and it's only got a million. Ah, the hell with them. Or, you know, I, it, so the numbers and what the content is, is has some meaning for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah why not? <laughs> There's definitely some positive. It's, I think we talked about it either last week or the week before, but it's definitely given social media has given, you know, little Nas X wouldn't be where he is without, being as funny and clever as he's on Twitter and or Troy Savon or yeah. a bunch of other artists. It has been a boon for um for art. I remember mm. when uh when first when CDs came out and then digitally you could get music, they always everyone was going it was be the end of of music artists because they'd never get heard. Uh you could take it off the internet. And um, it's quite the opposite now. It's it, it you can get heard on a global uh, on a global level, which you couldn't get heard before. So I should do my my news intro. Oh well, we won't. Let's skip it. You've heard it before, Donna. And now the news that's news to be here in January fifteenth in LGBTQ history in nineteen seventy six. You remember that back in seventy six? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I read about it in history books. I wouldn't know. Yeah. In 1976, the Vatican calls home. Oh, this is aw- this is awful. The Vatican. But there's some good news with the Pope again about um, his position on gayness. Um, in 1976, the Vatican calls homosexuality a serious depravity that mm-hmm. can in no case be approved of in its newly released declaration of certain questions concerning sexual ethics. Uh, you know, who, as the Pope has said, who am I to judge? Who is the Vatican to judge? I, I just, I could go back to my fa- one of my favorite quotes, judgment is the vice of small men. Yeah. That's a good quote. Yeah, <laughs> to judge is very small. Yeah. Very small. <laughs> In 1982, uh, the syndicated Helen Gurley Brown show, the host and cosmopolitan editor, I remember her, National Gay Task Force Director, Lucia Valasaka. Ska. Is it true that gay people are sexier than non-gay people? Well, I I like to think so. (laughs) Although we may be a bit impartial, but... You think? Maybe some prejudice there? (laughs) Could be Alex. <laughs> and moving on to January. Oh, I, I see. Hold on a second. I got a phone call here. Let's see who it is. KXFM. Oh, all right. Guess I missed that one. Well, they'll call back. In 1967, the Louisiana Supreme Court rules that the state's statutory ban on unnatural carnal copulation. Wow, that's a mouthful. That's a bad choice of words. (laughs) Applies to women engaged in oral sex with other women. That's Louisiana. Well, that's an interesting interpretation. Yeah. And moving on to January 17th. In 1971, novelist Merle Miller comes out in a New York Times Magazine essay entitled, What It Means to Be a Homosexual. Brian Rodriguez, homosexual. 
That's an inside joke. I'll have to share it with everyone one day. Uh, he later says, I don't see uh, any great rush of people lining up to declare themselves a homosexual. Who is it to say they should do so? I think, however, it is rather important. For one thing, you cannot demand your rights, civil or otherwise, if you're not willing to say what you are. Hmm, very true. Yeah. In 1982 in Austin, Texas, I love Austin, Texas. The more I read about it, uh, hear about it, see about it, voters rejected by an almost two-thirds to one margin a ballot proposal that would have allowed housing discrimination based on sexual orientation. So in 1982, they decided that you couldn't discriminate on sexual orientation in housing. So you could move into a straight neighborhood. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and I guess vice versa, you you should have to allow straight people to move into a gayborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they have been doing that for years. <laughs> In 1970, on, on January 18th in 1977, Miami becomes the first major U.S. city to pass a gay rights ordinance, despite highly publicized opposition from Floridian Orange Juice spokesperson, drumroll, oh. Anita Bryant. Right. Good old Anita. Oh, yeah, she was quite a crusader. She had a mission. <laughs> Did you have a kitty cat in your arms there? I did. She was coming to say hi, but she ran away. She got camera yeah, shy. She's shy, yeah. January 19th, moving right along. In 1976, the Vatican calls homosexuality a serious depravity. There's the Vatican again. Mm. Uh, that can in no case be approved of. Well, that's the same thing. <laughs> Well, what happened there? The January, they got two days, the same one. Hmm. Oh, different years there. <laughs> okay, January 20th, the U.S. Court of Federal Claims overturns the other than honorable discharge issued by the Air Force to Fannie Mae Clackham for her alleged homosexuality. This is the first known instance of a homosexually related discharge being successfully fought. So the case turned uh, on turned on due process issues and did not affect the military's policy of excluding homosexuals from service. So it's 1960. Mm. Well, I guess that's progress. I mean, unfortunately, it just takes small steps. Um, I remember uh, the movie uh, regarding Harvey Milk, and they 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 touched on the topic of how slow progress was in in um with the gay community even they were they were taking small steps encouraged small steps while harvey milk was the proponent of big leaps and uh, fortunately he prevailed as long as he was alive in 1975 terence mcnally comedy the ritz opens in new york cast members rita moreno will go on to win a Tony Award for a performance as singer Googie Gomez. Mm. In 1979, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Oh, yes, I'd love it. <laughs> a gay anthem for the ages begins its 17-week climb to Billboard's Top 40. Yes, that reminds me. I um, there's, a, there's a gay car club, if you didn't know. And they're not gay cars, but they're, the owners <laughs> are gay, right? 
Although um, some of the cars, you you have to wonder, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's called Great Autos of Yesteryear. Think about that. Great Autos of Yesteryear. Gay. Get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the San Francisco Car Club is uh, the freewheelers. So every year they converge in San Luis Obispo. And one year it was Disco Obispo. Ooh. And they celebrated the disco era. Mm -hmm. And their theme song was I Will Survive. And uh, it, it, just the most campiest thing you'd ever seen in your life. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was wow. drag queens galore. You would you would have loved it. I won a best car of the show. I had a, a Bill Blast Lincoln Continental with a big disco ball in it, and I got best of show. I loved it. Love anyway, I digress, as they say. It's this is a show about other other things. It's not a Craig Cooley show. I got to remind myself. <laughs> Moving on to Ronald Reagan. Ah, in 1981, he was inaugurated in in Washington D.C. Uh, in 1983, uh, Howard's uh, Cruise comic strip Wendell debuts as a regular feature in The Advocate. And on January 21st, the last day on this day in history for this week, in 1966, Time magazine published an unsigned two-page article, The Homosexual in America, which includes statements such as homosexuality is a pathetic little second-rate substitute for reality, a, pitiful, a pitiful flight from life. Whoa. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Honestly, rather creative. Like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what do you say we take, with a, words. take a, a short, short music break and and go uh, back in the day by D. Hofer, and um, we'll be back on the other side of that one.
That's the news, all the news. It's news to hear the news and the news. And uh, so here's the news. Are you ready? Ready, Alex? I am. Um, this comes to us from, well, it doesn't say, uh, India. Hmm. India. You know, that was a... a, a sovereign territory of the UK at one point. So they were suffering again from the UK and uh, I digress. <laughs> and the, the imperialistic culture. Um, um, yeah, let me do something here. Members allege that they were made to disrobe by police to prove their identity, LGBTQ members. I'm putting on my reading glasses because I am just blind. Uh, Argitalia. Members were arrested by the police here and made to disrobe in a police station to prove their identity. Oh, well, their identity? What Aren't they like people? Isn't that their first identity? According to an FIR filed by one of, the, of those people that participated, they were also made to write an, understand, an undertaking that they will never wear cross-dress or cross-makeup if they were, and if they are found in such an attire anywhere in the city in the future, they could be arrested, the FIR said. I suppose the FIR is the police department or the state or something. Uh, the incident had allegedly taken place uh, after four emerged from a party in a hotel in the city on Saturday night and the FIR was, fill, uh, was uh, filed by one of four on Monday after they were allowed to go. The FIR, which made, which was made available to uh, uh, here on Tuesday, said that the photo said to a photojournalist who claimed 
to be a reporter, was also uh, with the police in the incident. Four persons were charged with extortion and taken to the West uh, Women's Police Station where they were made to disrobe by both male and female police officers were were, were present. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's uh, That's not nice. That's all I can say about that. In Latin America, an alarming reversal of basic freedoms. Now, this is disturbing. It's a study done um, about South America, Argentina, Latin America. It's an alarming reversal of basic freedoms. Uh, it's reported from, the report comes from New York. Uh, Latin America is facing some of its greatest human rights challenges in decades. Human Rights Watch said Tuesday, or today, in releasing the World Report 2022, Latin America has experienced such an alarming reversal of basic freedoms that we now have to defend democratic spaces that were once taken for granted, says Tamara Tarchuk Bronar, America's acting director of uh, Human Rights Watch. Even de democratically elected leaders attacked independent civil society, the free press, and judicial independence. Millions of people were forced to leave their homes and countries and economic. And the economic and social impact of the pandemic has been devastating. In the 752-page World Report 2022, its 32nd edition, Human Rights Watch reviews and human rights practices in nearly 100 countries. Executive Director Kenneth Roth challenges the conventional wisdom that the auto, autocracy is autocracy is ascendant. The Cuban government systematically engages in abuses against critics and artists, including arbitrary detention, ill treatment, and detainees, and abuse-ridden criminal prosecutions in response to overwhelmingly peaceful anti-government protests. The November elections in Nicaragua were carried out without any democratic guarantees. In run-up uh, to elections in uh, Daniel Ortega's government, arbitrarily arrested and prosecuted critics and opponents, including seven presidential candidates, candidates holding many in communicado in abusive conditions for weeks. Additionally, more than 100 people perceived as critics remain arbitrarily imprisoned in the context of human rights cries, crises that begin in 2018. So I know I, I, the, the, uh, I, I, I'd like to think, I, I like to be the optimist. I like to think that we look, uh, we look at, um, COVID and walking up and our lives being kind of um, stymied. That's a good word, right? That in that we, we have some anger and that we lash that anger out. And that's the result. That's one of the results of it. But then on the positive side, we gain some introspect on our own lives. And um, like uh, on, on, uh, 60 minutes there was a expose about not going back to work and why people are not going back to work and the common i guess opinion is that well they get all these benefits so they're not going back to work well the studies indicate that's not the case it's not it's 
for most, so many people, particularly in the hospitality industry, is the number one industry where they're not going back to work. They're, they're not happy working hospitality. They're not happy with the long hours and the low pay. Right. And, and their lives are have become more valuable for other things, having not done it for other for a period of time and looking at the other opportunities out there, they've made some life choices. And that's what, uh, that's what a lot of the um, not going back in the work shortage is about. Um, right. Not all of it. Certainly there's some that uh, that's, um, you know, what the common belief is, but not all of it. Um, And now this is another, there's, okay, here's some good news. Conversion therapy is now illegal in all of Canada. <clears throat> That's good hey, news. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, um, in Ottawa, conversion therapy is now illegal in Canada, marking a major milestone. And here's a long one in LGBTQ2S+. Have you heard that one, Alex? Yes, yeah. that's a kind of um, Canadian uh, specific for two spirit for uh, people of indigenous descent and um, there's a big culture of being two spirit um, spirituality in a lot of the um, indigenous Native. tribes in Canada. Well, we have that here too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Now I'm informed. I appreciate that. <laughs> And in fact, uh, our Native Americans uh, believed uh, that um, the gay part was uh, a natural part of the natural order and and okay and and to be uh, regard, regarded with um, goodness, not right. hatred. But I digress. Indigenous cultures that have or that had beliefs of many different genders and many different sexualities, and it was all fluid and, and very spiritual. Yeah, very spiritual, very, um, and we somehow took steps back away from that, but yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll blame religion on that. <laughs> Making a major milestone for the LGBTQ2S plus rights in the country after parliamentarians came together and unanimously passed legislation to eradicate the harmful practice in late 2021, the criminal code sanctions came into force on January 7th. That's just recently. That means that now anyone who looks to subject someone of any age, consenting or not, to so-called conversion therapy could face up to five years in prison. As well, if someone is found to be promoting, advertising, or profiting from providing the practice, they could face up to two years in prison. Conversion therapy, as it has been called, seeks to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual or gender identity in a cisgender, to cisgender. It could, it can include seeking to repress someone's non-heterosexual attraction or repressing a person's gender expression or non-cisgender identity. These practices can take various forms, including counseling and behavior, behavioral modification, and they have been applied to numerous health and human rights groups. Mm. Um, there continue to be calls out for further mental health and educational supports for those who have survived conversion therapy. Wow. Yeah. And uh, what time is it? I have to, oh, 
I, again, I have to make an announcement. If you just tuned in, we are, uh, we have a, uh, an alert. Uh, there's a tsunami advisory in effect for Laguna Beach and Orange County. For Laguna Beach, boardwalk and beaches are now closed until further notice in, in Laguna Beach. So do not go to watch. Uh, keep, we keep tuned to KXFM for further updates. The latest update is that they are still closed, and we will update you uh, every 15 minutes until it has been rescinded and uh, removed. But as it goes right now, we're still on a uh, tsunami warning. Um, no evacuation at this point, but um, no beach activity at this point. Stay away from the beaches, and please don't go down to observe. Okay, Kenya... LGBTQ students protest suggestion they be banned from boarding schools. Now, this I have a real issue with, Alex. <laughs> Think of a guy. A guy is, uh, maybe he's a basketball coach for the girls' team. It's a guy. Well, you know, the logic would be that they're applying to this student, this thing about students being banned from boarding schools. It, you could apply it to a coach coaching a girls basketball team. He shouldn't coach the team because, you know, he likes girls. Right. And therefore he's around girls. So he shouldn't be around them because he likes girls. And that's the same. They're saying the, a gays shouldn't be in a, in a boarding school. Cause uh, let me read the article in Nairobi. That's that should give you a clue. A group of Kenyan LGBT students protested Thursday against the cabinet minister's recent suggestion that they be banned from boarding schools. The schools are common in Kenya and in the students and the students and rights groups say a ban would be discriminatory and compromise their safety. Dozens of angry students took to the streets in Nairobi Thursday and a peaceful protest to Kenya's Ministry of Education. They were armed with placards and denounced a suggestion by the cabinet secretary for education, George Man Magoha, Magoha, that homosexual students be banned from boarding schools because they like sex. Just happens to be a different kind. Mary Liz Bua, one of the protesters, said Magoha's comment is beginning to have an effect at some schools because of the directive Magohawa has given. I have two students who have reached out. One, I am planning to, uh, is planning to start a journey of helping them tomorrow because she was already sent out of school. She has KCSE in March. I don't have no idea what that is. She can't go back because she will be told she is gay. It's like oh. a high school diploma, the Kenyan equivalency. Oh, thank you. But she can't go back. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't, I guess is because you're gay, does that mean you have a much more, much greater preponderance to act on it with other people? And if you're in the proximity of other people, you're going to have <laughs> much more proactive that's what it's saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, really? Uh, I don't know. I think I straight know. people might be, are just as equally like, yeah, it can happen with anybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then this is more disgusting news. Polish lawmakers passed a dis, uh, disputed bill 
disputed bill increasing government control in schools, and it's kind of happening here in the United States, where they say um, I, there's an awakening of what's being taught in our schools by a mad, angry group of people that think that what's being taught is too liberal. And uh, and I find it, you know, I find that I would much rather have known the truth about history and a lot of things and learn from it rather than it be glossed over and, and not be truthful and uh, like the truth shall set you free. And um, in this case, in Poland, the their legislature, Poland's lower house of parliament on Thursday passed a bill ruling national law and justice's party would uh, which would step up the government's control of schools, which critics say could curb access to teaching on LGBTQ reproductive and reproductive rights. So LGBT and re reproductive rights are kind of in the same basket there. The bill passed with 227 votes in favor and 214 against. So it's pretty closely, con you know, close to 50-50. And now it has to move on to the Senate. The changes were needed to protect the children, but opponents argue that they were part of a wider effort to eliminate liberal values from public life. Uh, they warned that the law will limit parents' rights to decide on their children's education and leave school administrators with their hands tied. Hmm. Under the new law, extracurricular activities run by non-governmental organizations and schools will need to be approved by government-appointed supervisor. So, I guess... We're not the only country that has that issue. That uh, that excuse seems to cover a multitude of sins. Protect the children. That's always the kind of battle cry of. Yeah, protect the children. Mm -hmm. Well, we should, but. Yeah. Yes, but not in a, as a guise to, um, you know, for whatever's going on on the conservative side. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the news for this week. And uh, you got any plans for this week, uh, Alex, in Chicago? Ooh, well, I'm Anything trying to say one. Culturally, gay, what's on the horizon? Um, I don't know. I So I had a couple friends over for dinner last night. Um, and we, uh, a gay couple and a lesbian couple, and we had some interesting conversations about... Um, He's a pianist and he wants to put together like a, a, a queer burlesque show um, in the Shocking. real, like, true, like, 1930s vaudeville style. Um, so all of that to say, like, I'm going over um, to have a little jam session with him and them later. Music is your background. And I appreciate you yeah. bringing the artists the last couple of weeks yeah. to the program and hopefully you don't run into a dry spell where we've got, we've covered them all, but you know, I've done the standards like Elton John and Johnny Mathis and Oh, Freddie Mercury. And uh, uh, I don't know, Troy Sivan and certainly right. little Nass. So okay. I've, I'm sure there's a bunch I've left out. Oh yeah. And yeah. bringing it full circle with the uh, blessings of social media. I think there's no shortage of, um, New artists, you no, know, yeah, new artists, more indie artists, underground kind of, yeah, and cultural uh, entertainment events is always right. uh, are always a wonderful topics because uh, new movies and new um, new social events. Uh, 
I'm working on some things here for Laguna Beach for, like I said, for Laguna Beach Pride coming up. Uh, like I, I hope that in a, by February, March, we have a good idea how uh, the COVID is shaking out and we can make some more uh, current plans. So that that is my hope. Yeah. So we're... We're about out of time here. Again, uh, there's a tsunami warning for uh, uh, Laguna Beach. And Laguna Beach's beaches are closed at this point. And we're awaiting further updates on the situation with the tsunami. And please don't go to the beach. It's not a good thing to be there right at the moment. And as soon as we get our updates, we'll let you know. This is Community Radio, KXFM 104.7. Craig on Rainbow Radio. I want to thank Alex for spending some time this morning. Anyone who has anything uh, of interest for my little program here once a week, I encourage you to tune in and uh, contribute. Or if uh, you want to alert me to something that I should be aware of, just go to uh, send me an email at Craig at rainbow-radio.com or go to the website rainbow-radio.com and leave me a message. All of the um, programs that have been for the last four years, <laughs> there's like 80 some odd of them, are uh, podcasted and, and uh, available on rainbow-radio.com so you can go there as well. I got to sign off here on KXFM again. Thanks to Alex uh, for his contribution today and we'll be back hopefully He'll be uh, tuned in as well this next week with some new artists, some new entertainment news that's going on. And uh, thanks for tuning in on this rainy Sunday, uh, Sunday, this rainy Saturday morning here in Laguna Beach, California. Thanks again. Have a fabulous day and we'll see you next week.